Welcome to Eco Voices, your to-go podcast for sustainability news, practices, and daily tips to be more eco-friendly. My name is Daniela Guerrero, and today we will be discussing net zero efforts and online talent marketplace development with Jyoti Patel. Jyoti started as a structural engineer in the power industry and disrupted her career to seek opportunities within the sustainability industry. With over eight years of experience as a strategic sustainability professional, Jyoti's expertise is in sustainable operations, climate risk mitigation, and long-term decarbonization. She completed her bachelor's degree in civil and environmental engineering at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and her master's degree at the University of Illinois at Chicago. In 2015, Jyoti was recognized as Chicago Scholars 35 under 35 young professionals making an impact. And in 2017, she was recognized as Midwest Energy News 40 under 40 for her work on a strategic decarbonization in operations. Currently, Jyoti is the director of Net Zero at Blue Dot Capital, a founding partner at Sustainify and blogs for press iterations, sustainable education series. Hello, Jyoti. How are you today? Good. How about you? Um, okay, thank you so much for being here. The first question that I want to ask you is, how did you decide to go into sustainability? Where did this passion really came from? That's such a great question. Um, so I always knew I wanted to do something in the field of environmentalism. I grew up in India and I learned a lot about global warming and, and things like that. So I knew that was something that I really wanted to do. Unfortunately, when I graduated, specifically after, after the recession and after you know, 2008 and things like that, I graduated around 2011 with my, with my bachelor's. Things were just picking up, but there weren't that many people hiring within the space. So me being me, I was like, there aren't that many females in structural engineering. So I'll decide to go into that. And I, for two years, I was a structural engineer designing coal and natural gas power plants. And after two years, I realized this was really not what I wanted to do because I did not want to be a part of the past. I really wanted to be part of the future. So that's when I realized this is where I wanted to go. This is what I really wanted to do and decided to go headfirst into the world of structure of sustainability how was that moment in your life when you were like okay this is not working for me this is just not what I want to do um for anyone experiencing that right now that might be listening um do you have maybe any advice and just like how to approach things and just like take that I guess that leap of faith yeah that's actually that's that's a great question as well For me specifically, what I realized was I wasn't very, I didn't really care about the work that I was doing on a daily basis. And I was extremely disconnected from, from that work. So I decided um, I was performing very poorly. Uh, I wasn't able to concentrate. 
So I knew I had to make a change. Um, it did take a lot of effort to figure out what that change was, but if somebody's out there going through the same experience, talk to people, try to figure out things that bring you joy, bring you a little bit of happiness. Um, and what I realized was I was just in the wrong industry. I, I was an engineer that thought very different, differently from the engineers around me. And I knew I had to go find uh, people who thought similar to, to myself. So it was a lot of um, searching and a lot of exploring within the space. And, and what I realized is I genuinely cared more about sustainability and cared more about the people working in that space versus people who worked as um, stru structural engineers, nothing against structural engineering at all, but <laughs> it was just not something that um, was, was keeping me uh, engaged at work. So if anybody else is experiencing the same thing, try to figure out how to find that, that engagement again, try to find something that, that makes you wanna get up every single morning. Well, right now you are the director of Net Zero at Blue Dot Capital and founding partner of Sustainify. Now to start with Net Zero and Blue Dot Capital. So first of all, this decarbonization um, passion, where do you think it comes from? And if you could just like break down a little bit, like what does net zero mean and how does your work at Blue Dot Capital really looks like on like a daily basis? I, I personally feel that the, that the passion for decarbonization comes from the fact that I did end up working in the power industry for two years. And as, as a designer, what I quickly realized is that our generation, our energy generation systems are very, very dirty. Um, and the, the transmission and distribution systems are extremely old. So this passion kind of came from the reality of the industry. And the work that I do predominantly at Blue Dot is working with um, asset managers, to really help them understand and navigate this whole concept of net zero. Because we're not just talking about how you know, organizations procure electricity, it's also all the other things that contribute to carbon, such as purchasing and supply chains and things like that. So it's, it's having a, a wider conversation around how to strategically reduce carbon within um, operations as well as other scopes um, and working with them to make this concept of net zero seem a little bit more um, doable, a little bit more feasible and working with them through the, uh, through the challenges that it could pose as well as opportunities that going through an exercise like this. When I was reading more about Blue Dot, I found really interesting that it was sustainable finance consultancy. I never thought about finance consultants also needing this aspect of sustainability and it being so important. So I think that is so essential, right? To like talk about like sustainability, not being only for maybe, hey, let's plant some trees or anything like that. Like it's, of course, it's about the environment, but how sustainability is so big and broad that every single organization and company really, really needs that um, sustainable aspect, which I guess you bring into, into this organization, this company. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so well put that every organization that is going to be impacted, so we're all going to be impacted by climate change and every single organization is going to be impacted by, by climate change. It's important to realize that finance and, and financial systems um, need to also uh, support sustainability and also adopt um, these, these strategies and start thinking and start discussing what net zero means for them. Um, you know, th that, that is again a broader conversation that we as society need to have is that it's just not about what you and I can do, but it's also what a, a bank can do, what an insurance company can do, all these things that are so integrated into the success of different companies globally, all of them need to start thinking about what decarbonization, what net zero means for them as they start addressing this on a wider scale and start really tackling the issue of climate change. Uh, so at Blue Dot, we, we really do believe in being those, um, you know, being that talent resource so that we make this daunt, you know, this daunting and this very ambiguous challenge of net zero seem feasible, seem very easy to, to address. Tell me or tell us something that Blue Dot Capital is doing that you would advise other companies, maybe finance consultants too, or just companies in general, that they should be doing too. Um, I would say that the reason why Blue Dot, and this is something that I've learned very quickly, is that the reason why it, it was, so to give you a little background, it was actually founded in, in 2020 during the pandemic by, yes, yeah, by um, wow, our founding yeah. partner. <laughs> uh, and she's been very uh, quick to find this white space uh, and very much believes that the, that the, industry, the ESG industry specifically, and the sustainability industry evolves quickly. So one of the things that uh, I am really looking forward to and I look forward to on a daily daily basis is, is to connect with coworkers who are learning constantly, are sharing information with each other, are noticing some things that are happening here and sharing information with with me and it's just so nice to be within a space that understands the reason why Blue Dot is successful and why any other um, you know consultancy tends to fall short is because we tend to uh, be on top of the evolving industry and the evolutions that that sustainability goes through or ESG goes through um, and the iterations and and the improvements that that happens to address the direct needs of, of the changing uh, climate. Mm -hmm. You're also the founding partner at Sustainify. For those, for our listeners who are just hearing about Sustainify, Sustainify is an online talent marketplace for sustainability consultants. Um, tell us about this process, like where this idea came from, where this... Where did you see that this was missing for you to like create and develop Sustainify? Absolutely. The one thing I would like to say is that the platform is still under development and we, we are creating a platform where any business owner, small to mid-size uh, mom and pop shop or 
um, any size uh, business um, can come and find sustainability consultants. And we make that connection for them. We, we connect uh, talent with a need and, and bring those two together. So our mission and our vision is to really start bringing, making sustainability more accessible, more affordable, to, in the sense that our, um, you know, this is something that I constantly talk about is that down the road, every organization, every company, just like how they have a lawyer um, and how they have a banker will, and an accountant will definitely need to have some person who understands what's happening with climate change. So what we try to do with Sustainify is make it very easy for uh, small to mid-sized enterprises that are trying to adopt policies and future-proof their business. We help them find the right talent that is gonna make that transition a lot easy for them. So it's all the way from understanding what climate risks could potentially impact, you know, your local mom and pop store, all the way to um, potentials on uh, uh, supply chains. How can different certifications uh, inform the consumer as well as help uh, an SME sell more product and be more marketable to um, a specific demographics and specific generation? And I think, uh, you know, it speaks very highly of your generation as well as mine when we definitely think about these things. As consumers, we are asking companies and we're asking products and brands to really showcase what makes them sustainable. And we tend to purchase and shop in that direction as well. We yeah. really, really do care about the stories and the work that organizations are doing to help combat climate change. So at Sustainify, what we really wanna do is make that uh, accessibility component to talent easier for, for small to mid-sized businesses. So by trying, we started again um, very early, uh, very early this year, uh, we launched the website, we put our concept out there and decided to share with the world as to what we were thinking. We have mm -hmm. a couple of partnerships in place where we work with uh, a small to mid-sized businesses to help them understand what sustainability could potentially mean uh, for their supply chains. And we're also trying to work with uh, you know, uh, business centers uh, uh, across Illinois to help them also understand how to answer these hard-hitting questions of if a small business owner comes to them, how does climate change impact that business and what does that really mean? So we're working on trying to uh, address quite a few components by baby steps and slow growth. But the idea is really to make sustainability and sustainability consultants accessible and affordable to small to mid-sized businesses. For sustainability consultants that might be listening to this, what are requirements or what is the first step, first step to really join Sustainify and like put yourself out there in the marketplace to like be able to like help up this, all these businesses? Absolutely. The first step is to go on our website. It is sustainify.com. Uh, definitely check it out. And we have um, options to sign up uh, within our uh, community, our consultant community. And if you know a business that really could potentially use our resources, 
we do have some free resources and then we also uh, work directly with businesses to understand what they really need. Um, that is the work that you know, uh, we do upfront before we engage any business with a consultant is that we really want them to understand what exactly they need. Um, it is, that's why the platform is still under development is because there's so much education component that goes into this. It's a very new and fresh concept. So we really spend time working with businesses to really help them understand what they need. So if you're a consultant, go on the website, sign up and become part of our community. If you're a business or if you know a business that could potentially use some of the free resources that we have to future proof that business, um, again, sign up on uh, the, the website as well. There's two separate sections um, and we will you know, absolutely get in touch with you and uh, connect with you and really understand what your need is. And even if you're a consultant, we do the same thing. We definitely have very much a one-on-one -on -one relationship within our community. I would also say, even if you don't think you might need a sustainability consultant or like, you know, a business that you're like, hmm, like as you were saying, you know, like what would a bank do, right? Um, there's so many aspects. Again, we always come back to this. Sustainability is broad. Sustainability is about not only the product, but the people, the employees, just it's every single thing. So every single business really could benefit from not only sustainable, but just only like receiving that feedback and really understanding like their role, their impact in their environment and how can they also like improve it. Absolutely. And, and market yourself, right? I think that's the part that also misses is that it, in just working with some of our consultants that have massive marketing experience, get how do you tell your story in a way that engages your customer, right? Um, and then also understanding what sustainability means to you as a business. I think that's the part that, that people miss. Uh, every large organization has a process where they try to figure out what sustainability means for them, what it is that they want to really highlight what they want to improve on. And small businesses should also be given access to talent that helps them understand that as well. And I think that's the part that is currently missing um, right now is, is it is important to really understand what sustainability means for a small business and a mid-sized enterprise versus just thinking that it means helping the planet. It, it's so much more than that it is so much bigger and it is so much uh there's so much opportunity and I think it's just untapped potential that is so true in an ideal world every business company everything would have not only a sustainability consultant but maybe a sustainability team that mm -hmm. really works on exam examining every single process or everything that this like business company is doing to analyze how can they improve it and this is not only to do it to improve the planet or to help the planet but it also helps your business so much because exactly. like once you really analyze hmm, maybe I'm wasting a little bit of like this product or maybe I should be like doing this and this and this in a in a perfect world 
everyone would <laughs> would really have like that interest and feedback from from someone that really knows it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why at Sustainify we say we are here to simplify the concept of sustainable operations. Um, because it means so many different things to so many different people as to what, what it is to be a sustainable operating company. Mm -hmm. Well, moving on and on a personal note, um, tell our listeners how sustainability is reflected in your everyday life. Do you have any tips to be more eco-friendly? I don't know, maybe a movie, uh, anything like that that you think maybe our listeners would benefit from? Absolutely. I think it's really, really important. I personally believe that we live in this amazing city with great public transit uh, compared to other cities in the U.S. Uh, and we should really be taking advantage of that. So take public transit wherever you can. Choose to do that because we contribute to that as as people who live in Chicago, who um, spend money in the city, who pay taxes in the city, take advantage of this beautiful public transit system that we have um, and don't let it go to waste, right? Um, that is number one thing I would say to be more eco-friendly. Of course not, I understand not everybody has access to public transit and does require to take um, the car or Uber or whatever it is. But wherever possible, always choose public transit, um, especially if you're within the city and have the capabilities of doing so. That is one thing that I would recommend. I almost walk everywhere and almost take the bus or the train or um, the L wherever I can. Um, and you get to see parts of Chicago and the beauty of Chicago in ways that you don't typically if you were just driving um, to take a walk, walk that additional 10 minutes um, or hop on a bus if it's just a 20 minute bus ride. Um, you know, definitely take advantage of this wonderful public transit system that we have. I agree. We had recently in our previous episode with Haley Dell, who's actually another student from UIC, asked me, um, she said she recommended bicycles because the only thing you had to waste or to lose were calories. <laughs> <laughs> and that stick with me. I'm like, every time I'm like, you know what? I'll do it for me and for the planet. <laughs> Absolutely. Biking is also such a great option. Um, but yeah, I mean, think about climbing those stairs up and down the CTA, right? Like every time <laughs> you have to go up the L right? and then you have to go down, that's calories lost. Right? Every time you're like chasing the bus. You know? Every time you're running after the bus, you're like, oh my God, I'm getting a workout. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, um, Chicago still has so many things to do, like so much improvement to do with the, with like the public transport, but still compared to many other cities and other right. countries, we do have uh, a very affordable and also a very um, just big, it, it, it literally can almost take you to anywhere in the city. Still, there is a lot to be done in terms of accessibility Mm -hmm. and really making sure that like there is equal access to it but mm -hmm. if you can take the take the public transportation because it definitely it makes a change to you to the environment and just in general yeah absolutely yeah. I I always use like 
the app analogy when um, you know Facebook or Instagram when they first introduced um, Instagram when they first introduced it, it was a very simple simple app. And over time, as more and more people ended up using the app, it got better and better. It's mm-hmm. just like a public transit system when you choose to use it and you choose to actually spend your dollars there then it shows the city and it shows um you know the the Chicago Transit Authority that more people do actually care about this they care about how accessible it is how affordable it is um and they want to actively use it so when we show that we want to actively use something in turn it kind of creates this this cycle of okay the it's a message to Chicago to spend more money and more uh, resources to actually improve the system versus just letting it be. So if you wanna see the public transit system get improved, the best thing you can do is you can actually use it and be like, yes, I'm gonna make, gonna make a conscious effort of actually using the system and tell and spend my money where actually I care about. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. And I do have one final question for you before I let you go. If you had one bit of advice for students and future climate action leaders, what would you tell them? From my personal experience, I would tell them, do not let anyone tell you that you cannot make money trying to save the planet. I think quite often people tell you that there isn't, you either have to choose between working for a nonprofit or you have to choose between, um, you know, giving up your passions. I don't think that's necessarily true. I do believe that every single industry is starting to integrate sustainability in ways that we can't really imagine right now, all the way from accounting systems to, to fashion that are adopting sustainability. And they need uh professionals right like even even sony and warner brothers actually have uh sustainability targets and they have these initiatives and programs and the people running them require your expertise and your passion so don't you know don't ever think that it's either you know either being starving or not making like making money like i think the options are um are not as extreme anymore. I think there is so much that we can do because that's what most people told me when I was trying to get into the sustainability industry that I will have to make a choice. Um, Then the second part um, I would say is that don't ever let anybody tell you that you're not qualified enough. Get involved as early as possible. You do not need a PhD to work in the space. You don't need a master's degree to work in the space. What you need is drive and energy and this uh, willingness mm-hmm. to learn because mm-hmm. this industry transforms so quickly. So I highly recommend um, you know, just jumping in and, and really seeing what excites you and and trying something and not waiting to feel qualified enough or experienced enough um, because that's just not the reality of the industry. The industry is so young and it's still evolving. I completely agree with those two things. It's essential. And I think that's something that everyone needs to listen. Thank you so much, Georgie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
Thank you for having me.